Welcome to Buddha's podcast. It's been a little while since we've um, created a podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be talking about cosmic ecosystems, uh, energetic streams of soundless to sound frequency vibration. So we ourselves participate in rainforests and um, when we first landed here, uh, we lived within uh, an ecosystem that was within a rainforest. And one of the things that was primordially sensitive was the series of sound vibrations that um, nature actually made. It was like a snap, crackle and pop. <laughs> and when you tune into these vibrations, the synergy within the human form that we landed in was uh, the perfect symmetry in alignment with the nature natural flow in that environment. So, you know, I, you know, for those of you who are studying or, you know, and by study it could be just your informal experience while it, rather than going through academia or some sort of college or, or so forth, wherever you are around the world, whatever that is. But there's a lot of us or a lot of people that um, just love going into nature for whatever reason, you know, maybe you love it, maybe because you're drawn to it, maybe you feel it call you. But when you spend a long time in that kind of environment without being around people and you really let yourself become open to the different frequencies that are constantly expounding or expressing themselves in these environments, you tune in in a very different way. You become part, very, very physically part of the ecosystem and nature itself, whether it's the, the flora or the fauna, becomes very, very aware of your participation. And we can liken it to the bees or the ants. We tend to work with um, people or, or um, environments in particular, but if we do work with people, we really like to uh, be part of people, the environment with people who are just open. It's like a level playing field that just want to be uh, present and therefore share different ideas, different concepts, without needing to dominate any one form. So bees and ants have a beautiful synergy when they work together. In fact, they're all drawn for the one purpose. There's no one-upmanship like there is in um, humanity in, in different environments. And obviously, it's not in all communities, but it's certainly, even in families, you get that. But there, in those environments, they all have a participation. And in essence, it's, it's not like one role is less than another or one is greater than another. Every single participant is working towards the same end goal. And that is the co-creation of what they're doing and the nurturing, the harvesting, the everything, everything. And in that, there's a broader system so with bees, you've got the cross-pollination. And when they're cross-pollinating, they're communicating. And, I, you know, so much, so many of, um, so much of the world within people could learn so much if they took a step back and stepped out of the ego self and really, really attuned to these natural worlds because the way they participate is phenomenal. And in other parts, you know, you know, we always talk about being multidimensional and so many of you, or if you found this podcast, you're probably living that multidimensional uh, world, even if you're unaware of it on some level. But consciously, you're aware that it's 
it's there and, and you've got that opportunity to move into different dimensions and different realities of existence. But also, you know, have the dance of the elements with other beings of light, other beings, other resonances that are in harmony. We work with so many, as we said, with a series of frequencies that come into this one feminine form. And on a daily basis, different frequencies are coming in and enacting out whatever is required for the experience of this physical form and what, what is um, desired in any given moment to share with anyone in moment-to-moment in, in -moment expressions. And, and we're very conscious of that. But we're also conscious of uh, remaining the resonance within the galactic sensitivity, in other words, that vastness of the cosmos. Because sometimes in a physical dense structure, it can become very uh, linear by its nature and also it can become a restriction unless you maintain that ethos and awareness that you're constantly expanding and therefore whatever you think you know has already become defunct and you're open to another experience. And that really flows easily when you've opened up your heart center. You know, everything flows very sublimely, you know. It doesn't mean you don't have what people think is growing pains or fear, feelings of when you feel apprehension, apprehension, apprehension around something that you're going to go through in regard to changing or, you know, anything like that. You know, it sometimes brings that little bit of erratic nervous system into play. Um, into existence. However, the more you go into your elongated breath, or if you love doing pranayama, pranayama because it elongates the breath naturally, or maybe you very easily fall into your state of presence, that calm where the mind is very still, your being is absolutely fully con cognitive and is in the driver's seat of your vehicle. You know, it's a bit like um, how the heart just simply pumps. You know, you get an impulse when you truly need to require foodstuffs or, you know, and it depends on what vibration you're on. Some people don't really uh, eat food out externally. They simply see food as a source, as energy, and therefore they literally can become very nurtured and nourished by energy itself, by allowing more light of energy to come in. Their body's really healthy. You know, there's no one way to experience or express the vital life force of existence. And when people let go of that need to judge an others, another person's way of experiencing that, it really, really is liberating in so many ways. And, you know, we always say we're so fortunate, well, we're very fortunate to be in this form, and that's changing constantly, constantly. Um, but we're very fortunate that we've, we've chosen to come into this form at, a, at an era in Gaia that is so very much aware of the infinity of existence. You know, it's not that any one particular person is, is expressing all that is in, in, in entirety because it's impossible insofar as it's always evolving. Gaia itself is also evolving itself. Plants are a great example of that because they're always changing their molecular structure as they self-seed and they're always diversifying and that is so it is fortified and then shares its existence and can keep going and it's constantly, um, it's not even that it adapts to the environment, it's creating its environment and that's the difference because in certain fields of expertise it's often referred to and it's by no means incorrect or correct, it's simply another understanding is that nature is constantly adapting, but actually nature is actually creating the environment itself. And peep, just like people keeping creating their environment, 
when you step out of that victim mindset, you can and take a step back out of that that um, energy of um, frequency of that being a victim, then you really can see how every single person is creating the environment, and that you can be a participant in conscious participant in creating your environment, whatever that is, and choosing what kind of environment one you, you want to create. And it's not about coercing or, or getting other bo- others on board um, to be the change of something. You're simply putting a share out there and seeing who resonates with it. And with that, no matter where you are in the world, because really there's no such thing as distance, energetically speaking, then you've changed your environment just by that creativity and that awareness. So back to the rainforest, we, we spent so much time and we, we in, in that frequency, we were, I think what we would consider if someone had ran into this body would say we were malnourished because, um, you know, that would have been the outward appearance at the time. But actually the nurturing of that this body at that time was phenomenal and there was that ability to literally fly. You know, and there's you know, there's so much out there. There's people who've had experience of yogic flying and all that sort of thing. It's we wouldn't refer to it as that. We would say that with the energy became so light within the vehicle, which is the density of the structure of the physical form, that it was able to literally soar through you know from tree to tree. And it sounds really outlandish if you've n- not one of those people who have had your own unique experiences, whatever it is, and everyone's experience is unique. But there's always that feeling, well, that's way out there, you know. But really there's no such thing in so much of the philosophy that's out there when you're talking about quantum phys- physics. It really opens up your mind's um, ability to recognize that it's some things that you thought were never possible even five minutes or ten years ago um, is definitely possible. No different to if you use the example of there would have been an era where phones were not even a probability. It'd be like something that's impossible or people flying through the air in an aeroplane, you know, what's to come in your future is something completely different again. And there'll be more people literally being out of beam themselves to different um, locations and that's not new either you know some of the ancient yogis still beam themselves around (laughs) and show up or you've got beings from other existences other than this form of Gaia because there's many forms of Gaia that literally show up in this vibration that we're emulating and creating this podcast through so there's infinite, and films are now starting to um, acknowledge that, even though it seems like it's put into a sci-fi category. It's definitely happening all around. It's just as people become more aware. But the people that we know that are becoming aware are really anchored in that reality of being in non-fear. Because when you're fearful, it changes your mental perception and all different types of stories start to uh, escalate into creating more fear. And fear is something that people are easily controllable when they feel fear. So the more you can do some, some self-awareness and, and shed those um, resonances that relate to fearful experiences and, and desire to create more fearful experiences, the more you're freeing yourself up, you're freeing your mind, you're freeing up the way you see yourself and the way you then create the world you're living in. And one of the things we loved about being there, and there were so many things, there were so many wonderful experiences that we could walk in this vehicle 
heading towards a tree and right beside us there would be a snake that would just be gliding along the ground right beside us heading towards a tree in the same direction obviously um, at a parallel and heading towards a tree. There was no fear because we were that attuned back then to the vibration within the ecosystem in that rainforest and you know, we experienced the joy of having a cassowary, which no one at that time down around that area in far north Queensland had seen them in the wild, this is. And we only saw one. <laughs> and uh, it was just a really beautiful experience. But there was so much more, you know. We had a goanna come right up to us that was massive. It was just massive. And the ecology of all that was what we feel is beyond words because words can be expressive and a wonderful way to share but it's the feeling you know and sometimes when we do our work with others we've noticed that when you talk about feeling or sensing something with you know they sort of shut down because they're very much in their thinking processes and but if you join the thinking process and there's as many many there's many brains within that one brain. There's many minds within that one mind you have within your singular embodied energy that you've got in your physical form. You know, and as you awaken uh, to that, and there's people expressing that out in the field of quantum physics, they're really understanding the pituitary gland, they're understanding the endocrine system so much more than they ever have. And they're really only just starting to scrape the surface of that. The more they become aware that once they thought they knew something and they've expressed it through social media and all those things, you know, their research is guiding them, you know, through connecting, whether they're doing it through meditation or whatever ways they're doing it, or they're simply getting more um, light into their body at a different frequency. Then, and we're coming from beyond, we're coming from beyond the gamma frequency. So once you're in that gamma frequency, then you keep escalating into different frequencies. But it, when we're expressing that, we're not talking about a less than, greater than mindset or attitude. Far from it. It's simply a different expression through frequency sound vibration. And it's all emanating from the soundlessness. But when you might be sitting in your home and you're looking out the window and you're just seeing either your neighbour or you're seeing the road outside your building or you're seeing just the trees, it's very easy to just see that one-dimensional aspect. You might be looking at a tree and you're seeing it in a 3D. But when you then allow a soft gaze to take over and you join in a triangulation between your ajna, your mind's eye, and your two eyes and they become the one sphere of light, then you really start to create that symbiosis within your multi-dimensional self. And it changes how you, you breathe. It changes how you resonate with people. It changes who you relate to. And some people are afraid of that because not everyone likes their own company. But the more you, if you're drawn to this, okay, only if you're ever drawn to this, but the more you become aware of these experiences and expressions and frequencies, the more light is shed within your cellular structure, the more your cells create different DNA molecules within your body and the more your mindset softens. And as your mindset softens and your heart goes wider and wider and then your solar plexus is released, anything that's been, you know, um, an unhappy experience in life or something that you feel is disturbed or you feel um, slighted by or angry about, the more you keep letting or hurt, you know, all those things that keep rearing up, you know, these triggers. 
And as you keep releasing without judging, without judging anyone that's you feel that has caused that or you've been a co-participant and you yourself might have had a, oh, my goodness, I don't believe I treated someone like that or I, didn't, I don't know why I treated myself like that, all these things that can come up um, and let them go without judgment, just freeze that, that your resonance into a sense of space and it's from space that you are, you are a completely empty vessel. So then you start to bring in naturally different frequencies of vibration, creating different tapestries of light. And there's so many tapestries that you can then create. And some tapestries you'll thrive within and you'll see how your daily life has shifted. Other tapestries of light you'll have a nanosecond of experience and then they won't stay, they'll be off and running. So tapestries of light are simply energetic patterns that come into playfulness. And I guess you could look at it, so those of you who are interested in permaculture and one of the focuses in permaculture is, which is really nature's culture, uh, but with a different terminology, is the patterns of nature. Those patterns of nature are energetic within every particle, within every cell. There's patterns within every cell. And there's beautiful architecture in that, but not only that, there's light. And there's a stream of understanding within those tapestries that knows how to connect to every vital life force on the planet. And it also is always connected to that which is not in Gaia, you know, because there's a vast... There's a vast cosmos out there. But nature has never lost touch with that. You know, just because it doesn't always use words. And for some of us, we hear the frequencies, but they can take form in a language that is wordy. But for other people, they just have this sense, this all-pervading knowing and awareness. And so they can respond from that particular vibrational understanding. So nature has always had that. It's always been aware of that. You know, you've got your lizards that know how to automatically, they don't think about it. They don't discuss it with the, the, the neighbouring lizard. It, you know, something happens to the tail, it will drop off. If there's a fish that if, you, if it gets tapped at the rear part of it, then it changes its sex. There's these big things uh, happening and you've got so many wonderful people talking about that. But... Nature is the same resonance as of all the tapestries we're, tapestries we're talking about. And actually, we've been always connected with nature on your planet. So how does this affect your ecosystem and how would you yourselves like to become that? You know, for us, it's a pure joy to dive into the soil and become the particles and become the consciousness of the soil. It's a thrill to form ourselves into a tree. And so your, your trunk of your body... Um, is the trunk of the tree and your limbs, like your arms and, you know, every expression beyond that becomes the limbs of the tree. So you can embody that energy just like, you know, in, in they do Zen gardens and they might have um, a Buddha statue or you might have, and it doesn't mean you have that faith at all, you might have a Ganesh statue, you might have a Lakshmi statue and there's something that they bring into a garden, you just feel automatically at peace. So one of the explanations of that, and you will have your own explanations, but one of the ones that we know and we live within and are very, very conscious of it, particularly since we, we stream with Ganesh as well, is that it becomes an embodied energy. You know, sometimes the energy that is the Om within Ganesh will embody, obviously, 
the statue, same with Lakshmi and same with, with um, the Buddha statues. But it's not about an individual person per se, it's the frequency of vibration that comes into them. And that's something that is rippled out, you know, and not only with them, they are there, that frequency is then the embodied energy within the plants around there, the stones, the pebbles, and everything that has created that garden. The, the frequencies are in playfulness, and so it creates this inner, inner sense of peace. So you step into those gardens, ah, oh, you take this huge breath, automatically it's like this huge release, the tension goes out of your neck, your shoulders drop instead of being all caught up and tight around the, the, the shoulder line. You know, you start, you realise that you've been holding your gut in and the tension just goes out of that. So that's why those places are really good to either sit and meditate or simply just relax and recline, whatever, whatever you want to do, or just be in. And... This gives you a, an amazing sense or insight into a vast cosmic energy that's always on tap, you know, because we've come across people, you know, for, for so many people, and maybe some of you are those people also that in your work environment with the economy, the way people are perceiving and the way it's being cultivated, there's some scare tactics and, you know, and a, a sense of lack that's coming out and people are... Um, acting in an, uh, an, a different sort of manner in so, in so far as maybe they're threatening, maybe they're threatening with job loss, maybe they're feeling they're, the way they're speaking and articulating is through a threatening manner rather than a, a collaboration and building on something. You know, it's a very different, but it comes from mental mindset. So if there's fear, then a corporation, a company, whether it's small, medium or large, it doesn't matter. If there's fear, rather than a collaboration of let's see how we can navigate this, how can we be our own change to stay buoyant? But when it's coming from fear, then it's constantly coming through threatening others and, and through um, the worst-case scenarios rather than taking a step back, taking a breath, emptying out the, the, the fear and just tuning in to what other possibilities are there and there's infinite possibilities. Because when you think about it, it's like being puppets on a string. When there's fear, you're, everyone becomes reactionary rather than um, becoming the calm and seeing where do I want to be in my life? What, how do I want to create my, my, my flow moving forward? What has this enabled me to, to question about the way I was thinking, the way I was living my life, if I'm loving it? Well, what do I need to do to be at peace to keep living the same kind of life I love? Or maybe you're a workaholic and you think, well, maybe there's more to life and maybe I need to create a different type of balance, whatever that is to you. So there's all these opportunities that can be that can come from this, you know, come from anything, can come from any experience. But one of the things that's come up in some of the uh, people that talk about quantum physics is that, you know, it's not new that you, cre you create your reality. And for some of you that's really struggling because you think, how could this have happened in my life, whatever that is, um, how could I have absolutely chosen to do that. And we always think, well, within a rainforest, you've got all bushlands, which, you know, there's some beautiful ones in Australia. And, and globally, as you were aware, wherever you are, there'd be somewhere in your, your place of location that you could go to or find, or you maybe you've helped to create something like that, that in a rainforest there's human beings that come into play. And, of course, 
with the way people have this mindset about wanting to control, annihilate and own, there's a huge ownership in this world. Um, I want, I want, I want <laughs> at all costs. And so without, because maybe it's through a monetary gain because it's a bottomless pit for so many, that they will then come in and destroy, um, you know, an, a, a, a habitat without connecting first and saying, okay, we want to build something. What are the best kinds of structures to build within the environment that can be in harmony with the environment? And if I need to make a change within that environment, let's first see what that change needs to be, the ramifications and how I can circumnavigate and then bring into playfulness something that is going to be um, ecologically sound. But, of course, often that doesn't happen. But there are many people now that are really, really out there sharing, not pushing, but sharing a different way of existing. There's people who are more and more in tune with biomimicry and really looking at the patterns within nature and looking at the, the architecture that nature um, is aligned with and, and co-creating consciously with as a cosmic energy itself. But as people, as human beings... We live differently when we're also embodying within a structure, you know, because when it's pouring, you want to be sheltered. You don't want to be saturated 24 hours a day. Or if the sun's beating down and it's really hot, you don't want to fry. So by looking at the different uh, shelters that can be created that are in harmony with the architecture of nature, your body is in harmony with those vibrations and that ignites a different state of well-being. Something to think about, but if you're not drawn to it, just forget we said it. However, if you are drawn to it and you have the opportunity to or gift yourself the opportunity to take some time, take a moment even, to start to just notice and observe that sort of thing and then notice how you live within your own building. Notice how where your joy is. Is it in a place where it has a lot of windows or do you feel like you need to be more cocooned? There's all these things because everyone relates to things differently. There's not one way for any particular person. That's why it's always so important not to impose your opinion on someone or impose your belief systems because it makes you feel better to have more people on board. It's like Instagram. Everyone wants more followers. Everyone, you know, not everyone. Can't blanket it. But you know what we're saying? You know, there's this drive to do that. And then there's those of us who just, you know, plot along and just love sharing. It's irrelevant. Um, you know, if you don't get followers or you get followers, it doesn't matter. You're sharing. If one person finds it and loves the loves the picture, you think, ah, oh, what a great share. It's nice to share happiness into the world. But it's a choice. So what's really important to you? I mean, who are we to say what is important to you? For us, we're very much into ecology. We're very much into nature because we love the patterns that we ourselves are creating within nature as nature as opposed to being separate. We also feel thrilled to have landed in a body that we utilise as a vehicle, a cellular structure that has its, a, a, its own frequency of sound and that we as other frequencies can come into playfulness. So that is a big topic. So we won't touch base on that kind of thing because that will really blow your mind. Um, and probably it's probably not the time to share that kind of information um, because often only some things that can be shared are things that people are already sort of feeling a resonance, even if they don't understand it or they've had glimpses or whatever because there's so much information out there. There's so many people... Um, 
creating amazing experiences for themselves. And we're simply one series of frequencies that are sharing our experience. So we want to say thank you for joining us. We're thrilled that people have now found us because more and more people have found us and are listening. We don't do regular podcasts. So for those of you who wonder why, because we notice that this big thing saying, oh, you need to be doing it at least once a week and on regular timeframes. We feel an impulse to share something because we've picked up on other people that have asked something and so we just uh, respond. And there's lots of people responding. You have a question, Cosmos will always find a way to share a response in a way that you'll resonate with it, a way that you'll feel at ease with it. Um, we tend to come, we've always come from a place of non-fear and uh, because... When your heart is open, it's so easy in life to live the most amazing life. So thank you so much for joining. We're always listening. If there's anything you want to um, ask or query or share yourself, please drop us a line through the podcast. We're always open to it. If we miss it, just keep keep at it because sometimes um, we don't always find the messages on the podcast, but we do pick up on the frequencies. So send it out into the airwaves. We'll meet and greet you wherever we are in whatever form, whether it's in the one where we're doing the podcast through or someone else. So happy journeying. Be safe because that's infinitely possible in any world that you choose to be in. Namaste for now. Bye.